You're about to experience the cultural phenomena that's sweeping the nation. Oh yeah, it's happening. Sticking paws off me, you damn dirty ape! Stinky Fools Podcast with Scott, with Liam, with Paul. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. We're geared up for 12 Angry Men. Wait. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I never felt better. 12 Angry Men is the movie tonight from 1957. First time watch for the pair of you. Yep. Indeed. Um, Initial reaction before we do a review, I think you both liked it, sort of. Yes. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I really did enjoy the film. Okay. I kind of want Paul to go first because I had the yeah. Yeah, right. Okay, well, we'll, we'll be doing foreplay first before we get in. Well, foreplay before we get into 12 Angry Men. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of foreplay. Jesus. <laughs> we are going to be wet. <laughs> Well, had I done foreplay? One, two, three, four! Ah, ah, ah! <laughs> foreplay for this episode. Again, three play, no Charlie. What we've decided to do, because 12 Angry Men is our subject this evening, is our film, we are going to look at courtroom scenes, legal dramas favourite bits in a courtroom, something like that. There's just no need. <laughs> <laughs> he could have an accident. The thing is, he's half a mile away as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yes. Evil Knievel has just gone past, so who wants to start? I will start. Mine is A Few Good Men... <laughs> Go on, what? Because I can end No, I, I, as soon as I'm said, saying it, I'm thinking, I'm going to say, mine's a, I need a few good men or something <laughs> like that. It was just after having 12 angry, after having four playing and 12, 12 angry men, Paul wants a few good men. Okay. He, he's never satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> a few good men, a couple of bad ones, I Yeah. Because <laughs> they're more fun. <laughs> yeah, out of the 12, there's only a few good men. <laughs> so you'd like a few good men, Paul? Yes, mine's a few good men <laughs> with Jack Nicholson and um, Tom Cruise. Yes, yes. yes. I remember. Can you imagine that? Tom Hanks? Yeah. Did you watch the film? Tom and Jerry? Yeah. It's, it's, it's been about 15 years since I've seen it, so yeah. Demi Moore, I believe. 
To me. To me? Yeah, not to sister. To you. It's <laughs> <laughs> the African chuckle brothers. <laughs> yeah, to me, not to you. <laughs> Incredibly racial, sorry about that. Tell us about a few good men, Paul. You wave, you? you fucking wave. Like. That was like, ba-dum, 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 now. Yes, actually, no, I'm, I'm keen to hear about Paul speaking about a few good men. Paul has actually lost it. Yeah. What is it you like about a few good men? Yeah. And who are they? Don't put me on the spot. That's your shit feel when you can't stand. That's what he said to the few good men. Don't put me on the spot. Oh dear. I need to look at you. Do you know what? He he wouldn't tell us anyway. He ain't going to be truthful there. He doesn't like it. He hasn't seen it. He can't handle it. It's about their red, not red flagged, is it? Whatever. It's when they beat up the people, beat up the soldiers that, um, um, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Did you yeah. just think you can't handle the truth? That would be my one. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just tell us about the conference. I can't even remember what happens in the movie. I saw it a long, long time ago. No, they're at a base and they pick. It's military bullying. Yeah, it, it is. It's 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 red something. I can't remember. Code red. Right. And and they they deny all knowledge of this code red ever happening. Yeah. Um, and. They go on and on in this courtroom, and Jack Nicholson is being really badgered by the lawyer. Tom Cruise, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and really just constantly going until he breaks yeah. one final point, which is where the line is. You can't handle the truth. truth. I'm sorry, would you expect me to <laughs> say that? And <laughs> then I was like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> I'm sorry, I wasn't cast for that role. I only came second in casting. <laughs> it is it's classic. It's, it's, who I think won the Oscar? The, Somebody yeah. won an Oscar for that movie, didn't they? I'm sure Nicholson was definitely up for it. I think he won Tom Cruise. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a major movie of the 90s anyway. I think it's, it's one of the films thing. that... It, it was a big film. I wouldn't say it's a huge film, but I think it kind of become like a, in a sense, a classic. I think because everybody a, quotes that. Regardless, even if they've never seen it. Prime example, we can't remember nothing about this you movie. You can't handle the truth. from that line. Yeah. 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 The prime example. Um, it was nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. Nominated for Best Actor in a Supporting Role, which was Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Uh, nominated for Best Sound. Not wow. soundtrack. Just, just sound. sound. Just, just one. <laughs> <laughs> and... Nominated for best film editing. So it's about 90, early nineties, ninety two. I'm going to say ninety four. Three. Paul, have you actually moved next to a speedway track? By the way, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was Edison. Centre. Any lawnmower going past now? What the hell? <laughs> that was Willie the <laughs> the <gardener>. school kid. <laughs> yeah. That's why we can't do the podcast on the balcony. <laughs> I, I think it'll be just as noisy. It wouldn't make any difference. <laughs> So, Liam, have you seen the film? I have once. Exactly, mm. and I can't remember anything. I literally can't. I've, yeah, I, to say, I, I don't think I was. I literally, I must have been a kid, but I don't remember much about it, so I'm not going to say I was a fan of the film because I don't know. Yeah. I can't remember any of it. Just that line. 
Yeah. For, for years since, yeah. anytime someone said to me, was like, oh, can you tell the truth? I'm like, you can't handle the truth. No matter what. It's become like, bigger than the film, film, isn't it? Yeah. 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 It's, it's become like a, iconic. It's, it's just... Yeah, yeah it, it was all joking. about the the speaking up about being bullied yeah. or the fact that admitting that Jack Nicholson was this army guy that finally admitted that it did go on. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I think we have to <laughs> find out what, the, what actually did happen in this movie because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure I rewatched it about four or five years ago. Even it's been on telly so many times yeah. but I don't know what it is. It's just... I remember watching it when I was younger but every time it's on telly it's one of the most you're like... It, I'm not it's, really in the mood. Yeah, it, it's not. A, I mean? It's not a fast-moving film. It's not no. an action film. I think sometimes when it's really on telly, you kind of just want something that's going to be like getting to. Yeah, like, what punchy sort of thing. Yeah. courtroom dramas, fast-moving films, anyway. It depends how they're done. I mean, some courtroom dramas, it's it's only a snippet of the actual film, yeah. or it's leading up to it. And it's the finale. Yeah, yeah. and that's if it's a courtroom drama, or if it's just yeah. a film that has a courtroom scene, scene. Yeah, which is what you're going to pick in a yeah. minute. It's just got a scene, it is indeed. Whereas Twelve Angry Men is it's not necessarily in the courtroom. Actually, it's Twelve Angry Men it's in the jury room, but it's all in one location. But let's let's go to Liam's, and then we'll just sort of like generally talk about other yeah. courtroom dramas we might be able to think of after this. Liam, what are you go for? Because yours is quite a quite. A yeah, mine is uh, one. you know bringing it down to my level. <laughs> Um, Jim Carrey in Liar Liar because obviously he cannot tell a lie which yeah. as a lawyer you should be able to do <laughs> to get your and it's just it's the typical Jim Carrey because he's so manic anyway but as like when I was playing a clip earlier and it's just when they're asking him how to settle and he just wants to lie and yeah. he just can't like <laughs> yeah <laughs> and just like and it's the face he put, typical Jim Carrey, yeah. who I genuinely think would have been superb to have played the role as the Joker in a modern day Batman. Because mm-hmm. he's so, like, Zany. maniacal. Yeah. That you just, he has that sort of look in the rubbery face. So he can, you yeah. think he would have been superb as that. And he's also slightly mental, which is he's admitted. Yep. But uh, just that, just the scene in the courtroom, I, I just, it's just hilarious. Yeah. Because you, you don't focus on it being caught. You just think, yeah, he wants to make sure that woman gets off. And um, <laughs> it, it's just, yeah, it just cracks me up. I, I, I think it's difficult when it comes to any film that's got a courtroom scene in it. Mm. It's, uh, often it ends up being something that's supposed to be a serious sort of thing. Things like Kramer versus Kramer or always, something. Yeah, yeah. 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 heart-wrenching thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. where oh, someone's yeah. life can be uh, brought down or made yeah. better. But, yeah. but I think just because... Like, it's often what somebody would think if you think courtroom you often put the word drama with it because yes. it is it's usually but drama you've got courtroom court- comedy haven't you yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. that's why I chose that one because it is just it's a, not a serious case that they're dealing with but it's still, it's still yeah yeah. I mean I love Jim Carrey big fan of his and yeah where has he disappeared to I know he's he does a lot of art does he yeah a hell of a lot of art he recently done one of Roseanne <laughs> or Roseanne Barr yep just after her rant and he put a little political statement with it. Oh, I was uh, going to say, did he paint her black? Yeah. Just no. to piss her off. <laughs> he's very much, because he's so anti-Trump and how America's going, and he very, well, if you read anything to do with Jim Carrey in interviews, he's, I think since, because he was addicted to prescription medication, wasn't he? Yes. Um, for a while. Yeah. And on that Jerry Seinfeld's comedian casket copy, yeah. he was on that, and even that he says about how, like, we... Uh, um, we value possessions and things like this and he's very much about just living in the now okay and I think that's what always made it funny because he was so just 
at that moment. Yeah. It's like you never thought he planned anything he'd done. It's like, just go with it. Just do it. <laughs> and I, I, you can see now when you look at him, he obviously had some times that were a bit difficult for himself. But yeah, I think most of the things I see him now, he's just on Twitter where he's usually political tweets and yeah. paintings that he's done quite a it's bit. interesting what you say about him making a good joker because we said about comedians in general make great villains. Yeah. yeah. We were talking about Robin Williams. Do you remember when we were saying about phone booth? Or one hour photo, sorry. One hour photo. One hour photo. Oh. Whereas you used to, like Robin Williams being this manic. It's a, yeah. it's a horrible film. And, and to see a comedian but play that Not that I'm saying it's a bad film, it just yeah. leaves you feeling horrible. And I think comedians do have this dark side because we said about the tears of a cloud You've, and things like that. They've, honestly, I, I think not anything I've ever seen when it comes to comedy is that the, they, are all, they are the bad man, regardless of how funny you find them. And, and I, I don't... Me personally, I don't find anything they say bad or offensive, but they are the bad. Ricky Gervais, for example. Yeah. No one, he can't please everyone at all. People are so offended by his latest one, Humanity on Netflix. Yeah, it's fucking superb. But yet, he will always be the villain because he's saying things about trans that people don't like. Comedy, he's saying about babies. Comedy has always been about criticism. Yeah, you've got to cross that line. That line that... And the political no correctness, yeah, and the political correctness now makes it really bad for comedians to be critical of people because yeah. they're going to offend them. Yeah, and that takes the whole essence of comedy away. John Cleese said, "I won't perform in universities anymore." He says, "I can't go there, not even give a speech." He said, "Because I think if I say something wrong, yeah, even if it's a slightest criticism, somebody's going to take offence at it." Yeah. But and he said, but look at what I got away with in the 60s yeah. and the 70s. I think that's the thing, is that, <laughs> yeah. um, like, again, from watching that um, TV show, watching, is that all of them, like, even Steve Harvey says that he's the only one that said he's apologised, and purely because he has sponsors because he does a TV show, mm. not because he's actually sorry. Yeah. And he said, he's like, well, you, you don't even, we are the comedians are the people that have to say the things that everyone else is too scared to say. Yes. He, and he said that one time he'd done a show, I think it was him that said it, um, he was doing a stand-up and he spoke about a drunk driver killing people and being, yeah. taking pictures. And he said, one comes to me and show you. Everyone laughed at me. This woman comes to me and showed that my son died like last year yeah. from a drunk driver. Yeah. And, and he says, he's like, oh, he's like, well, I, I, if I'd known you was in the audience, mm-hmm. maybe I wouldn't have said that even, but you have to go with the majority, not the yeah. minority. Yeah. So it's no different than if a white person does a black joke, black says what, and... 99 people off and one don't. If you get offended, you choose to get offended by yeah. comedy. Yes. No one else. It is a choice to be offended. Mm-hmm. And I know people can turn around and say, like, you wouldn't understand. It's, I've had this conversation before with somebody of um, a black guy mm-hmm. about I've ne- I wouldn't know what it's like to be like, bullied for a different colour. Yeah. I'm fucking ginger for fuck's sake. Yeah. I've actually been beaten up for what I look like. <laughs> He never has been beaten up just because he's black and like oh, right. persecution okay. isn't something it's a choice if you want to be offended by what someone says especially nowadays fuck's sake comedians are the answer to everything mm-hmm. they tell the truth we just don't some people don't want to understand it so you interpret it yeah well. and that's why if you honestly if you look at Jim Carrey's Twitter it's all political references that are kind of jokey but truthful yeah with really fucked up paintings that he does like Rosanne he put a T on her head I don't even know what that was for <laughs> I was just looking at it now. See for Trump? I don't know. I, I genuinely don't know. But Target. Yeah, I think it is, because it's like about putting a wall up. But yeah, Jim Carrey. Did, did you see what she blamed for her outburst, her racist remarks? 
her medication she was on. Really? So the pharmaceutical company put a tweet out saying, um, I can't remember the name of the company, but they said, oh, our products do have side effects, but we're yet, we're yet too unaware that racism is one of them. <laughs> Could you imagine a tablet that does that? Sorry, so you've got depression. I think these pills are, oh, thanks, you nigger. What? <laughs> what did you just say? No, sorry, the tablets made me do it. Yeah. Fucking hell. I mean, as excuses go, mean? that is if terrible. If that's for meds, then yeah, I get that. Yeah. Not fucking actual tablet medication made me say the wrong words. They're talking of actually carrying on the Rosane show with Anna yeah. now. Yep, so yeah. she died. Because they've done that with, when it was original, didn't they? Um, Eight. What, the dad that's supposed to have died? What, in the original in the, Rosane? In Rosane, as it got towards the end. No, towards the end, she won the lottery. Was it, I eight simple died. rules. And it turned out to be a dream. It turned out to be a dream. That was it, yeah. She dreamed she'd won the lottery or something. Like uh, yeah. didn't she? Yeah. I but didn't even realise it was still going. No, that only just... just like a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, literally. So that was, ago. what, late 80s? Oh, early 90s. Early 90s. Yeah, yeah, 89 onwards, 90 yeah. onwards, I yeah. suppose, yeah. But yeah, they've redone it because everyone was asking for it. Mm. And... And everyone came back on board, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. Both Beckys come back. Yep. As well. Yeah, yeah. But how did they get away with that? I think two, the two actresses playing. Was it Becky? I think so. One of the daughters. Well, yeah. one of the daughters had been appearing in Big Bang. She's Fury, yeah, she's yeah. Yeah. Because one of them was in Scrubs. And the mum. And the mum, yeah. Jim Parsons, yeah. Sheldon's mum. Yeah. Jim Parsons, Sheldon. Yeah, I heard that both the, the actresses that played. I think they are, yeah. I think. So they've got to get around that <laughs> somehow. Like but... Long lost sister. Yeah. yeah. It's well, crazy though, isn't it? That I just in, on that subject of Roseanne saying what she said, it's like not saying it's right to do something like that, but she just if look at Gareth Bale for example, right, the yeah. football player that many people in Britain and Europe know, looks like someone from Planet of the Apes. Always has done. Yeah. Always looked like a fucking chip. Yeah. No matter what, people have said that publicly for years. Yeah. yeah. But guess why it's not offensive? Because he's white. He's a white Welshman. Ah, uh, yeah. She said. Someone looked like a cross between such and such and someone from Planet of the Apes. Yeah. That person was. See, I didn't hear what the actual thing was about. Yeah, it was, it was one of Obama's AIDS or something, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> he never had AIDS. His presidential uh, AIDS. Uh, yeah, his presidential AIDS. <laughs> it was about one of his AIDS, wasn't it? Yeah. But no, it was, yeah, about apparently you look like a cross between such and such and something from Planet of the Apes. But obviously it created more of a thing mm. because of her she being. She was black. Yeah, she, um, I think right. she was mixed race. Oh, right. Like yeah. white skin black or something. But, yeah. But yeah, it created a bigger thing. But it's like I sat there and I thought, okay, she, she said that publicly, which is wrong. Yeah. But for years, Gareth Bale, who's a great footballer, has been classed as something from Planet of the Apes. No one bats an eye because he's white. Yeah. I'm not being funny. I've seen white monkeys with white faces. Yeah. Albinos, yeah. Yeah. Look at chimps. They've got white faces, pretty much. Yeah, some, especially as they get older. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's, it's kind of like, hang on a second. She, yeah, she said something that was wrong. But fucking hell, Frankie Boyle was literally oh, mouth raped the whole world and no one yeah. gives a shit. True. Ricky Gervais has said so much shit on Twitter and destroyed everyone. And people just moaned at me, it's like, fuck you. But when he said in the wrong content, it's like, oh, hang on, we love that person. You shouldn't ever say that. Yeah. And then she'd come out and publicly apologise. And even Ricky Gervais said, if you meant it, don't apologise. Don't apologise. Because at that time, it. you liked it. do not he? Gareth Bale, chimp. He does actually look like a monkey. Yeah. <laughs> But that doesn't mean I'm being racially offensive towards him. No, he looks, he, like just, no exactly. he looks like an animal. If you yeah. said he looked like a rabbit, that wouldn't be offensive, no, so I mean, would it? No. He looks like an animal, yes. 
fucking this world is getting too PC right now. Yeah. It's scary, isn't it? You, thank God for podcasts where we're not policed as to what we can say. Mm. Yeah. And it's crazy. I don't think anyone should be. I think it's ridiculous. It's, I get the, the difference between, like, as we've reviewed um, Jackie Brown mm-hmm. and we've dropped the N-word, yeah. we're not sitting here saying nigger to insult people. We're saying because we've watched a film that we love from a black guy saying it, and who's an amazing actor. And we're just referring to the, yeah. the language that's used. And, yeah. yeah, and that's what they're saying. There's a difference between saying, oh, my nigger, or being hateful, gritting your teeth and saying, I fucking... That is horrible. That's hate. Mm. And that's what people need to understand. Using the word is not hateful. Using hate with it. Yes. Yeah. Us calling each other, in for anyone from overseas, the English always call each other cunts. Same yes. as Australians. Yes. And yeah. no one cares. It's like, if, if you're a friend, you're a cunt. Yeah. If you're not a friend, don't like it. I'm not even going to call you that. Yeah. yeah. But the difference being, cunt is just a word. You say it with a T at the end, that's hateful. Yeah. And that's what people get confused with. It's like, seriously, we get so worried in this world about words that people are saying. Yeah. If someone goes up and beats black people, that's disgusting. Beat the fuck out of them back or lock them up. If, they, if somebody just turns around and says, sup nigga? <laughs> or sitting there listening to hip hop and yeah. singing it on their headphones. Yeah. Why should they deserve to get smacked because they're white? Yeah. It's just like you can't, everyone's so PC. Right, well, we certainly diverted a little bit from the conversation. Yes, we, yeah. we, yeah, we did. We haven't had yours, have we? No, this is just about to finish mine. <laughs> well, it's because you insisted on Paul making you a drink. <laughs> With that subtle hint. <laughs> Rude bastard. Yeah, feel free feel, to get up. Feel free to get me another one, Paul, at any time. <laughs> yeah. um, just keep them coming, Barkeep. My court scene, courtroom, and it is a drama. Oliver Stone's JFK. Mm. It's, yes. It's the point that's been building up and building up over two and a half, nearly three hours. And Jim Garrison, Kevin Costner, gets hold of the Zapruder film that's never been seen before. And he describes in detail the build-up to the assassination and who's waiting in the book depository, who's possibly on the grassy knoll, whatever it may be. You know, there's so many conspiracy theories we don't know. And he shows this roll of film. As I say, it's, it's a very familiar piece of film now. We've seen it all yeah. a thousand times, yeah. aren't we? haven't we? Um, and it's just the bit where you see the motorcade come round and he says, and then the first shot goes bang in his throat. He leans forward and then bang, back and to the left. It's that whole back and to yeah. the left bit. Yeah. I mean, I'd seen that film, uh, that piece of film, a load of times before I saw JFK. Yeah, clips on different. Yeah, yeah. but then the way Stone presents it and Cosner delivers the thing, it just makes it a thousand times more impactful. Um, And it's not your typical courtroom drama. I just wanted to bring that one in. No, but it's definitely the way it was the hearing, wasn't it? It was Mm -hmm. the. Yeah, I suppose because it's a a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. Something actually happened. Yeah. But still. And, and as you say, conspiracy theories and everything, still no one's we'll no one's certain. I still think American had that done. But I still think there was there's definitely more than one gunman. Seems to yeah. be. It, it just has to be. But JFK was someone that seemed like he... Uh, he was a bit of the playboy. He was like the Prince Harry mm. of presidents. It was, it was Camelot, and wasn't it? It was the, the magical kingdom. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. And it was that whole wanting to actually... It seemed like he, the way from not reading things was like he wanted to do what people wanted to be done. 
Mm. So it's like, and, yeah, and America don't want that. Yeah, he he wasn't. Yeah, that's the whole thing. He he wasn't. He wasn't as popular alive as he was dead. Exactly. I mean, because there was the Bay of Pigs, there was the Cuban Missile Crisis. crisis, It all happened in that very short two, three years that he was actually in office. He was only in office two and a half years or hundred days or whatever it was, wasn't it? Because with Vietnam, no one officially knows when or who started There's the actual no conflict but war, i know the president before jfk sent some troops over there there was things going on from the Laos but, and things like yeah, that yeah but well. jfk upped the uh, troops it was, it was i think he was just a so boy that kind of got into something because it was the right thing for him to do. Well, all his, his family, family was so political. To follow him. All his father, you. Senator. Yeah, um, yeah. No, and, and, comes with being a president. His, his dad was, wasn't he ambassador? Yeah. He was, yeah. yeah. American I mean, ambassador was his own. It's like when you look at any American sitcoms or TV shows, like people always go, oh, yeah, when I was younger, I used to pretend that I was the part of the Kennedys. Yeah. Because there was a good-looking family. And he, if you get the chance to be a president, I mean, look at, um, what's the orange fuck? Trump. <laughs> it's like, he's, he's, he's not a president but yet he, he has that title now and people just know of him mm-hmm. and people will flock to it JFK was someone, a good looking guy he probably thought I'm going to get did, there was rooms that he was with Marilyn Monroe when there was yeah. stuff like that and Bob yeah. Well, yeah. Andy used to hang around with Sinatra and yeah, got in with all the, involved with the gangsters the, and mafias yeah, and stuff it's, it's no surprise it's like you can't expect somebody just because that's their background he, to then just go, oh, I'm not going to do he it. He was more a celebrity that happened to be president rather than a president that, that became, became a celebrity, yeah. yeah. One of the biggest sort of stinks about him becoming president, he was the first Catholic president. Really? Yep. And that had anything to do with it? Uh, it put a lot of people off voting for yeah. it. Really? There's a lot of yep. time it's either if you're Christian or Jewish, they don't mind a little bit, though. Well, no, it was it was the fact that he was Catholic. Yeah. Honestly, it was it was, it was a major, that major got to do with anything. Yeah, the campaign. Had a hard time with it. Yeah, that's why um, I couldn't um, be president. And at the time as well, it was the first sort of presidential debates first came came about on TV because TV was like booming by then. Yeah. And Nixon had run himself into the ground. He was he was Ill, Ill, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. And one of the very first debates, Nixon turns up looking like death warmed up. There's Kennedy, tanned, healthy, smiling, yeah. and all this, and they reckon that's what probably swung it mm. at the last. Yeah, you know, why would you vote for someone you think it looks like he's going to yeah, be dead in a left. year? Yeah. <laughs> what can he give to us? He's more worried about his health, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, and in the end, it's probably good that they didn't vote Nixon in anyway. Yeah, <laughs> well, look what happened when they did. Yeah, um, it's fucking crazy though, isn't it? How, how it works? It's your left or right. Mm. That's it. Republican, Democrat. Democrat. Go for it. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. They're no, not football teams. No middle ground, yeah. is it? There isn't. And you read it all and it's, and I get it. I, I'm, from what I see is, like, like now you see presidents. Obama, from everything I ever saw, was brilliant. He probably had faults, yeah, but from what he showed, the world didn't hate America. Mm. And I, my, my dream has always been to go to America, to live in America. But not a Trump America. Because mm. you look at it and you're like, what the fuck? You're racist? You're... You're sexist. It's not America. I mean, Trump. And it's like, how is that a country you want people to look at? You are becoming Kim Jong-un. You are becoming Hitler and Putin. Yeah. It's, You're like, fucking stop that it's, shit. It's, it's edging away from democracy. Yeah. Into a dictatorship. <laughs> yeah. And it's so scary that in our time that's happening. The way I looked at it two years ago, whenever it was he got elected, 
Americans were more prepared to have a racist bigot as president than a woman. Yeah, yeah. and that, that's exactly <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, and that's my worry because they they want uh, Michelle Obama to yep. run, mm. and what's the chances of Americans voting in a black woman yeah, exactly. over Trump if they weren't? How crazy ready. was it when a black man went in? Yeah. Let alone if it was a black and a female. Yeah, it's just... And one thing that I, I always... And I feel... And I say this a lot on Twitter, is that... Fuck the amendment. They The amendment was scrapped for slavery. Mm. Like, you used to be able to have... So, Lincoln got rid of the amendment. Yeah. It can be done. Yet, they don't want to get rid of an amendment that has so the right to, to bear, bear arms. arms. That was a musket that took you God knows how long to load and yeah. shoot yeah. and still didn't actually kill many people straight away. So it comes from the 1770s and yeah. Yeah. So if, yeah, even if you were that. Even if you were That's mentally bad. unstable, you'd kill one, maybe two yeah. people. They, Not mass <laughs> Literally, by shootings. the time you've got into a school with a musket, you're like, hang on, <laughs> I forgot to load it up before. Wait, <laughs> what? Right, you ready? Ready? Oh, you've all gone. <laughs> it is, and you just think, come on, how backwards can the world be that we have people that are running countries that are creating that sort of shit. I mean, Putin isn't exactly fucking insane, nowhere near. But what he has done has kind of kept it confined to him just being in charge. Yeah. And he's affected like Ukraine and bits of parts. But he's not going around making it everyone's problem. But Trump is everywhere. Who the fuck thinks Kim Kardashian should have been in the White House discussing prison reform with him? Well, perhaps he thought it was Kim Jong-un. <laughs> that's the thing I read, yeah. He couldn't get the real Kim, so he found another one. Just, just find me a different one. I think I read somewhere last year more American school kids were shot than soldiers. No. So more, more American school kids have been killed this year than, than anywhere soldiers. in this world of people. Yeah. And you're like, how has that not got to a point where I read these people in America, and again, I'm not America bashing because I genuinely love everything about the country, but that people are we have the right to bear arms. Oh, you have the right to bear arms. Fuck you bearing arms. Really Go out and fight with bare arms. Yeah. <laughs> if you're that brave, fight with bare arms. You, what, and they're saying, that, what was it Trump said, that teachers should have guns. Because that's the answer. Yeah. Because yeah. when a kid's fucking up in class and you pull out a gun, yeah. you expect to be shot back then. So, so that kid should have So the guns. first teacher that shoots a student. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and then it'll be, our oh, kids should have guns. Yeah. And you're like, what about that little baby in Walmart that whose mum had a gun in her purse, pulled it out and shot the mum? Yeah. Not knowing what he's doing. So you're like, yeah. come on, America, are you that? It's not their past anymore. It's, it's naivety gone mad, isn't it? Really it? Is. They've taken English PC and gone way too far with it. <laughs> but I digress, sir. So JFK. <laughs> Yeah. But I've seen the movie. You've actually seen the movie, yeah? Yeah. Yes. Have once. Yes. Yeah, same here once. Yeah. It's in my top five. It is. Really? It is in my top, top five of all time? Yeah. Bloody. Bloody. It's, it's the perfect storm of a movie for me that it's to do with the 60s, which is my yeah. era. Yeah. It's. What were you 30 back then? Yeah, during, during the war. <laughs> once you got back from Nam. Yeah, no, no, she's just... about to go, isn't it? Now, I thought in Korea first. That was it, yeah. Uh, and Kevin Costner, who I love, it's just it, the whole story. I've always been fascinated by that conspiracy thing, yeah. anyway. Um, and it's just Stone's interpretation of what happened. Mm. It's, it's based on Jim Garrison's book, anyway. Yeah. But as you said, we will never know. And, and the way he just presents that court case and 
the presentation of the Zapruder film. Even then, that was only shown in that courtroom. It wasn't seen by the public until right. about a year or two later when, you know, the American chat show host, Geraldo Rivera? Yes. yes. Yeah. He got a copy from Life magazine or Time magazine, whoever owned the rights to it, and showed it, I think, illegally on, on the oh. TV. He wasn't even allowed to show it. And he went, I'm going to show you something really special now. And that was the first time the US public actually saw it. I wonder if there's ever, not one day, not maybe in our lifetime, that something will come out some fucking X-Files shit that the truth would all come out well, yeah. of everything like there's, fucking... there's, there's a line in the film where Cosner says to him, like the kids he says like I'm praying that my son will keep himself healthy for when certain documents are released yeah, yeah. In after 60 years yeah, it's, it's, I, know, I know over here there's certain documents released uh, secrets after 30 years yeah, and, the, and, the, and the more um, secrets they are as like 50 or 100 years in yeah. some of them. And that's the thing you think, especially, I mean, I'm not saying for one minute that England is the patron saint of the earth because we've been bastards throughout the years of taking countries, but God, yeah. you think of all the people that, like, from anything, from JFK being killed down to fucking Tupac being were these things that were actually, because the matter of 9-11. Princess died. Things like that. Yeah, Princess died, so many of them. But you did then run the danger of, like, the more you look into it, the more conspiracies mm. and the more twists yeah. and turns you see. And then you start thinking, well, is that possible? And then you take part of this theory against that theory. Yeah. And then you get lost amongst it all. But <clears throat> sometimes the answer is clearly fucking there. Yeah. Yeah. If it was clearly an accident or clearly just mm. one madman shooting, yeah. then then that's fine. But these conspiracy theories come about because there's doubt. Mm. And be that's the thing. It's reasonable doubt yes because I, yeah. I always look and nice I never segue. yeah so you can back to where we're going in but I think with like 9-11 I, I, I genuinely there's, there's no way those planes blew up like that here if you knock anything over if you and I'm not comparing a building to Jenga but for example if you knock the top of a Jenga block it falls yeah. the bottom doesn't fall yeah if you hit the top of any building the bottom can't fall no. because the steel structures hold it up. And, and the steel structures that plane fuel is in yeah. can hold that fuel without burning. But yet a building's plane fuel can't handle it, sorry, and then goes from the very bottom mm. and explodes outwards. Yeah. That, yeah, there's it's... footage of it and you're like, hang on a second. Well, I... there's a separate building that went down as well. Yeah. Building number seven or something yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah. It wasn't even touched. It, Have you ever seen Fahrenheit 9-11 with them? Is it Michael Moore? Yes, a long time ago. Again, yeah. that's another documentary mm. that we've got to talk about or things the, like yeah. that. It's yeah. the one called The Falling Man as well. I think so, yeah. The one that... Oh, yeah, about the guy that jumps out the window. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's so much, and, and I think it makes for interesting conversation as well, which, yeah. again, people will get offended, but you know what? Fuck it, shit happens. But it is. It's something like that. You think... It's like... I think you literally said it spot on, is that if there is doubt, that's why conspiracy... There's certain yeah. things that... I think are absolute fucking bullshit. Like someone that um, I know openly thinks that Elvis is actually an alien <laughs> and lives on a different island. You're like, okay, yeah, he wasn't no. that important to have done that. No. <laughs> That's like he runs a fish and chip shop with Elvis, with yeah. uh, Tupac and Michael Jackson. Now. Was that Sunday Sport headline, Paul? There was a bus found on oh, the moon. Oh, yeah. With Double decker bus found on the moon. Buddy Holly, John Wayne. <laughs> Elvis and yes. Monroe. Well, I mean, that's where they wanted to go, <laughs> yeah. See if they could live out on the moon. Uh, Frank Sinatra, uh, fly me to the moon. Fly me to the moon. <laughs> he, was, he was driving the bus. Yeah. yeah. 
Nice. I like the way our conversations are turning away from movies and <laughs> yeah. sort of chit chat because it's just well, it's, it's, it's great in the sense that it's the politics that created the film. Yes. Mm. But just in general, the way these conversations are going now, I love it. So, foreplay. That's what it's all about. That's usually what happens with me after politics. After foreplay. Yeah. <laughs> no, politics <laughs> then foreplay. Don't, all right. Don't go too quickly. <laughs> you warm up with a bit of politics first. Yep. <laughs> so, limber up. <laughs> we'll be back in a minute with 12 Angry Men. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> you know we're all going to You probably should have done this first. You should have done the one film that's not pornographic first. On the point of that night, a man's life is at stake. I'm just saying it's possible. And I say it's not possible. I want you to watch this because I don't want to have to do it again. I'll make myself about six or seven inches shorter, okay? It's about right. Maybe a little more. Okay, a little more. People. I mean, all these picky little points you keep bringing up, they don't mean nothing. You are going to try a man for murder. The awesome power to kill will suddenly be thrust into your hands. Watch them and pray, for someday you may become one of them. Twelve men with the smell of violent death in their nostrils. What's the matter with you guys? You're letting them slip through our fingers. Slip through our fingers? Are you his executioner? You cut it. Ever since you walked into this room, you've been acting like a self-appointed public avenger. Shut up. You're a sadist. Twelve men turned into twelve clawing animals. Kill him, Kill him, Kill him. American courtroom drama adapted from a teleplay of the same line by Reginald Rose. So you're both smiling at me because I said 12 angry men, but it's not going... Paul started straight away, and I think yeah, it's childish, Scott. Yeah, so. I'm telling you first because I'm bringing something fair. exclude him from the Yes, movie. we should. We'll go over the balcony. <laughs> Just hang for a while. Written and co-produced by Rose himself and directed by Sidney Lumet, this trial film tells the story of a jury made up of 12 men as they deliberate the conviction or acquittal the defendant on the basis of reasonable doubt, forcing the jurors to question their morals and values. In the United States, a verdict in most criminal trials is in most criminal trials by the jury. <laughs> the thing is, he was cracking up over something. I don't know what. But when you went in my in my, I was just like, can, can, can I say why I'm cracking up? Mm-hmm. Right, say jury, jury. So it's not jury. No, no, it's oh, it during the war. There's <laughs> one bit you said in what you started with as yeah. you was going through. So it. Bring him in is a 1957 courtroom drama film adapted from a teleplay of the same night by Reginald Rose. Yep. 
Written and co-produced by Rose himself and directed by Sidney Lumet, this trial film tells the story of a jury made up of 12 jury. men. <laughs> Sorry, Carry on. That, as they deliberate the conviction or acquittal. See, it's acquittal that got me. Acquittal. Can you make acquittal? Why did you sound like something a turtle would say? Another turtle speak. Conviction but, or acquittal. Acquittal. Do you know that squirt? Well, I think it's because I'm thinking of the Pokemon Squirtle. And it's when you're in acquittal. I, I just you said it quite quickly like the grill you, you do say jury like jury in the war jury I can't London Rouge come out mate yeah. jury they're a jury <laughs> come on yeah. it's a J yeah. it's a D we've known each other a long time guys you've taken the piss out of my fucking accent man. They, they were they were all 12 members of the jury and they was working yeah, on the uh, Ian, acquittal Ian Dewey I've always spoke like this. <laughs> Sorry. Take two. Well, I'm not going to read the rest of that fucking air, am I? As long as you don't say jury or quiddle. <laughs> a quiddle. <laughs> Listen to the word, it's so funny. A quiddle. A quiddle. A quiddle. It's like it's not a real word, is it? <laughs> quick. I'm sorry, a quick quick. A quick quick. I've lost the That's got you to chat women. Do you fancy a quick quick? <laughs> what? Sorry about that, people. You wouldn't have heard what's going on because Scott will edit that I'll out. Put, uh, I'll put this bit at the end. What? Uh, the film is notable for its almost exclusive use of one set. Out of 96 minutes of runtime, only three minutes take place outside the jury room. <laughs> outside the jury? Oh, yeah, at the start of the film, sorry. Yeah, we're the end on the steps. It's also notable that there are no female characters. No, there isn't. Yes. Fucking hell, yeah. Now, was that the fact of back then Females, there was only yeah. male allowed? Men and true or whatever it used yeah, to be. Yeah, it was only it? male allowed on the jury. Possibly, yeah. I don't know. Because but... when I was looking this up to find to watch, um, there's a 97 remake of it or something? Or and I there's... think Chaz Palmateri or somewhere. Oh, no, God. what's his face? Sopranos. What? Michael Gandolfini? I'm sure he's in it, in this yeah. remake, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, well, I'm watching that. I'm I sure bet he played Jura 3. <laughs> yeah, I've got that sort of... Uh, I'm sure he's in it, because I saw a photo of it on this documentary. Like yeah, I did wonder why it was just male. Do you know, there was one bit about this film... Sorry, if it's rough. Carry on. Um, one bit about this film, and I really did actually enjoy it. It, it proper gripped me. Yeah. But it was at the end, and it was a wank ending. Yeah. They leave court, brilliant. Juror number nine, Mr. Joseph Sweeney, yes. walks up to Henry Fonda and says, what is your name? And he tells him his name. And then for a moment, he looks like, "Yeah, is, is that it? Do I stop yeah. here? Uh, it's and then he goes, like... okay then. It's been... And then walks away and I'm like, what the fuck? What was yeah. the point? Because we don't know the names of any of the other. Yeah. No. If, like, if you ask someone their name, it's going to be, do you know what? Do you want to meet up for a drink in a couple of weeks or yeah, something? Yeah. When he said that, what was your name? I thought... He's probably got something with the old guy. He knows the old guy. Go and have a beer or something. But he's like, what's your name? And he tells him, I don't know what his fucking name was. Steve. Yeah. Florence. Do you know what would have been good if he told me his name and he was actually related to the accused? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what's your name? He's twisted the, the whole boy's real dad. <laughs> yeah. First time watch for both of you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yes. I'm going to go with Liam to start on this one because Liam was just sort of saying in, in the break there that you weren't really prepared for this sort of like 10 15 minutes in you was almost going to give it up yeah i don't i mean maybe part of, I, I, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it in a sense because i'm not the biggest fan of 
old films. Yeah. Um, Which is great for a classic podcast. Yeah. Classic movie podcast. Yeah, I mean, and it is, it is difficult for me because it's like growing up, it's anytime there was black and white, it was usually westerns when I was a kid, so I never really, other than westerns, favourite genre? Them, not. But, um, <laughs> but no, I started watching it and at the same time I was finished cooking up some food and cooking up, yeah, not meth. I'd already done that, I said that. But um, yeah, once, sorry, Paul's finding it funny. Once I finished cooking up meth, I made my dinner. And then for about 10, 15 minutes, I'd say uh, it started with the courtroom bit, went on to the, um, yeah, once they go into the room with the rest of the jury. That I just, uh, and I think, like I was saying earlier, it's, it's this sort of thing that it, this podcast forces me to watch films that I genuinely, it's like out of my own comfort zone. Because when I was looking through my own films today, a lot of it is comedies, actions and horror. Mm-hmm. And this sort of film, it's like, I mean, I bought it. I, I couldn't find it on Blu-ray, so I just bought a normal DVD for like a couple of quid. Um, and it, it it did surprise me because after 10, 15 minutes, I, I don't even know what it was I heard. I think it was one when Henry Fonda decided that he didn't agree with everyone. Yeah. And, and at that point, I was like, oh, why? And, and this obviously goes on to explain why. And I'm like, that's but 11 he to 1. Why, does he? That's the no, thing. He's he just, himself he's clutching. Yeah. He's yeah. clutching at what could be. And you sit there and you're like, but why? And the great thing to look at this film is that at not one point does the court or anybody say in the beginning why that 18 year old lad is in court? You don't know anything they don't say about it. And know. they start talking about it and they're going through all the. And, and it is, he's killed his dad. And I, I imagine back at that time, there are no ifs or buts. It's purely, well, yeah, people saw him, that's it. Mm-hmm. But when Henry Fonda goes, not guilty, and you're like, that's 11 to 1, people yeah. are probably going out fighting you. And he slowly goes through, and it's like, not him intentionally, but it's like he goes through and picks people off. But then what happens but, straight after that? The, the, the rest of the guys go around yeah. giving their arguments for, and you're thinking, well, hang on, this is an open and shut case, surely. Yeah. There's Henry yeah. Fonda saying... I'm in no doubt, but like juror number two would say, well, there's the evidence of this. Yep. Juror number three Everything. would say, well, there was the eyewitness that saw that. But it, and you're it, thinking, well, what's Henry Fonda objecting to? You know, it's Yeah, sounds, exactly that. Um, and that's why I kind of I didn't cotton on. And when he started going there, I was like, oh, okay, what's, what's he? And I thought, ah, I'll start paying a bit more attention. He thinks he's got a reason. And I, I didn't read anything about this film. When okay. I bought it, I literally just went on yeah. Amazon the, the day... Um, like you mentioned the films yeah. I went on Amazon and thought I buy them all see what comes up got it and yeah, I didn't even read the back of it I just put it in I think Thursday mm-hmm. uh, I think Wednesday Thursday I watched it and um, as, as it, it was just as Henry Fonda goes on it was like you could imagine it as like a detective sort of film yeah, because yeah. it's like he notes the things as people but, go yeah, around it's almost in, in reverse almost yeah. because and instead of prosecuting it's like Hang on a second, and like he noted, like the guy who never sweats, uh, juror number four, um, E.G. Marshall. E.G. Marshall, um, yes. He notes he doesn't sweat, and when I was talking about the films, you'd always remember. So he questioned him, "What did you do last night? What about the night before? The night before that? Okay, what about the night before? That? You went to see my Okay, what did you see? Um, yes, and it is. It's kind of yeah. like yeah, people can't, and there was no emotional stress on. And he points out, and you kind of think. Shit, is that what's been going wrong with a lot of fucking court cases over the years? <laughs> yeah. Have people genuinely gone in there just Blind. thinking it's so obvious? Yeah. And no one's sat there and gone, 
Hang on a second. What about? I mean, juror number nine, uh, yeah, Joseph Sweeney, when he says like about the, he noticed that the guy walked in with a limp. He yeah. just had a stroke, so he couldn't. And that's when they work out about the walking distance. Fast, yeah. yeah, the distance. Yeah. yeah, there's no way he could have got to the door and seen him go it down the stairs. Seconds. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. You, you don't think because obviously we know nothing, and it's the sort of thing where. I could imagine if this film, I, I actually wouldn't remake it. I know, like as you said, it has been done, but yeah. it's like, I wouldn't remake it, but it'd be good to, if you put that like, synopsis out there mm-hmm. and how many people go, fucking love that sounds, and you, you, sorry, and you discuss like we are, this sort of film, people go, I really want to watch it. Yeah. And then they see this, that's just a black and white film of 12 men <laughs> oh, in a God. room. Yeah. That would be like, what? Yeah. But it, it's so surprising at how a film with, genuinely so little to do yeah. other than discuss someone's fate whether they die or live in court yeah it's just very well thought of there's not even a lot of music or no there's there's, no, there's, is, there's no. slight like a ominous tune yeah, there's, there's a storm halfway through which adds a bit of sound to the back yeah. and they get the fan going so yeah. other than that the, the background noise is, is nothing it's just yeah. the fan it, running it's just them talking um, but there's little bits in it like you were saying about bringing out things that could slightly not just prove he didn't do it, but just put that little bit of doubt. Yeah. Yeah. When Henry Fonda brings out the knife in the table, and it's just like <laughs> you well, see that, the look on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> that to me, if I was there, would have just blown it out of the water yeah. because if there's two knives exactly the same, there's an element of doubt. And I think yeah. that's what that done to juror number two, John yeah. Fielder, because mm-hmm. when he pulled out the knife and he's, he was like, oh. Ah, and, you yeah. <laughs> and you had, and you, uh, I mean, uh, the only thing I wrote down about this film, by the way, was juror uh, number three. Um, Lee J. Cobb. Yeah, I literally just oh, wrote down what that he was a cunt. cunt. <laughs> yeah, so it's the only thing I wrote down about this film that he was a cunt, which obviously means he played his role very well. Lee J. Cobb was probably about the only famous person in this movie, apart from Henry Fonda. Oh, really? Um, John Fielder, number two. Yeah. Mm. He's the voice of Piglet in the fucking Winnie the Pooh. No that's what I'm saying. It was a high pitched yeah, voice. Yeah, that's what I said. That he's oh, like, saying that John Field. Yeah, he's a lot of um, sort of like cartoon voices. Uh, Martin Balsam, juror number one, the foreman. Yeah, he's he's quite famous. I've he's, seen him in a few. He's the detective in Psycho and other movies uh, as well. Yeah. And he went on acting for like many many years. E.G. Marshall, number four. Yeah, he's quite famous. We've seen Creep Show. Yes. The creep show. Yeah, yeah, I do. The bit with the cockroaches that crawl out of the guy's mouth. That was a bit the... sort of similar to Twilight Zone yeah, in the fact that it was stories. Yeah. I'm sure it's creep show. It's one of those that um there's one with a guy that lives in this really clinically clean space and cockroaches start invading it. And that's him as an old man. That's E. G. Marshall. Um Ed Begley, Jury number ten. His son is probably more famous, Ed Begley Jr. If you get a chance to have I've a look at that. Ed Begley Jr. was like a lot of comedies in the 80s. See, he was a bit of a fucking arsehole. He was the racist. Yeah, I was going to say, that's what I was going to touch on mm. this film. There you mentioned about Jury 11. so mm. much racism in George there. Voskovich. And prejudiced against... Uh, he just kept saying, oh, he's one of them, and he's one of that kind. These people. Don't, yeah. don't you yeah. know these Scum people? Yeah, it's, like literally... And it's just like, because this is obviously late 50s, yep. They, I don't even know if the word racism was wildly, widely wow. used back then. Mm. Um, I suppose coming not long from a time of 
it yeah. being perfectly acceptable. Yeah, yeah. But it's probably well, still, still... Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's why they, they use yeah. the word that's prejudice a couple yeah. of times. Yeah. 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 He was a foreign guy, George Foster. Yeah, the French... Well, he was playing a Frenchman, but... He was supposed to be... Hang on, I've got it here. French, Juror number 11, the European... Oh, right, that's vague. I was close with Armenian, Uzbekistani or Russian. The European watchmaker and naturalised American citizen... Swiss, then. Exactly. strong patriotism. He's polite and makes a point of speaking with proper English grammar. Mm. He's the, he's the that that was one point when, when the racist tra- up, and he says, "Sorry, I, I was racist for something you obviously wasn't." What nice. a great line! And it was yeah. just how he said that, and he was like, "Oh, <laughs> that was like a rap battle." You were just going, "Oh shit, he's just on you!" What a great line! And then they also make the point that because the accused is Hispanic. Yeah, he gets appointed a court-appointed um, solicitor. solicitor. So don't really give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, why is he going? He's going to think it's a no-win case. Yeah, he, he obviously ain't going to get paid. Yeah. no win, no fee. Why? Why is he not questioned on the things like the yeah. old man's pace the to get to the door? Said she saw it when she but, woke up. Yeah, without, over without, without glasses. glasses. That was really clever. Yeah, that, that was. was yeah, I mean, I, I would genuinely say, I'd actually say. At the um, few films that I watched over the last few episodes, mm-hmm. this was my favourite. Really, yeah. over Jackie Brown. Yeah, over because I think, and I'd say so because obviously where we previously reviewed Jackie Brown, I think Jackie Brown is you know a Tarantino film, you know you're going to yeah. get it. But this was something that I didn't even want to know or like. Yeah, and purely from a very maybe selfish standpoint that it's just not me. I love old music, but not old films. But yeah. just, I, I, it was, it kind of like shocked me that I sat looking up and then all of a sudden I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll pay, I can go in that, it don't matter. And then all of a sudden I was like, fuck, I hope he manages to change all their minds. Fuck. Yeah. And then every yeah. time, can we have a recount? I'm like, come on, what is it now? And I count yeah. and I'm like, oh, fuck, it's six all, come on. And then it was like <laughs> nine, then it was like nine three. I'm like, yeah. come on, you ain't got much to go here, uh, you fucking it, got this. In the end, you're going, how can you still be voting yes? Yeah. Yeah. When he sat there and he was like, oh, I started ripping on pictures of kids. I went, they fucking got you, you fat prick. Fucking admit <laughs> You know. And then when he lays in his head on the table and Henry Fonda still smooth as fuck. Goes, yeah. Touches you on the shoulder. Here's your coat. coat and You're like, yeah. If, I, if I'd literally just been buried by this whole fucking men to convince me, I'd be like, don't fucking touch me. Well, the Throw thing that's on the floor. probably even more powerful is when Lee J. Cobb starts going oh, no it's not Lee J. Cobb it's E.G. Marshall isn't it number yeah. 10 starts going off about these people and you know yep. what they're like and they all suddenly get away from the table one by one and turn their back on him no 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 that, that was um, it's number 10 yeah it's oh yeah, yeah. yeah. E.D. Begley. Begley yeah E.D. Begley, yeah. E. Begley. <laughs> it was almost yeah, he just said number 4 no, he said no I said 3 at first no but yeah. during number 10 Ed Begley yeah. oh, when he does Marshall. the racist it, rant they it was almost yeah. something yeah. that you'd do at school like childish wise yeah but it held such a greater meaning yeah. than that because yeah. it was just like, I'm mean, not listening to you anymore. Not anymore. Jew number yeah. 12 was a full on fucking wet lettuce, though. Yeah. Robert Webber. Like, yeah. Um, he, he was a salesman and through and through, wasn't was, he? Um, um, yeah, so put your glasses on and then take them off. You're like, stop. Yeah. So your opinion for right now shouldn't go. count. But just basically, he was looks like he was trying to be a model that. Thought he could act. Yes. Well, he was a salesman, wasn't he? Because yeah. here he says in, in Wikipedia, a wise cracking, indecisive advertising executive. Yeah. He's the only juror to change his vote more than Three once. Times. 
Yeah. yeah. He goes guilty. Times. No, four yeah. times. Yeah. Guilty, 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 not guilty, guilty, guilty then not guilty, finally. He's the one that's just swayed by He's proper witless because anytime someone yeah. says to him, like, well, what we do when we're working south, put the glasses on. Then you take him straight back off and you're like, yeah. And you're like, you're not, what the fuck are you doing? You're not doing anything. He just didn't want conflict, did he? he yeah, yeah. yeah. Because when he was it. asked why he changed to not guilty, he couldn't, he couldn't say. Answer. Yeah. Couldn't answer it. And you had the guy, uh, jury number seven, Jack Warden, Warden, sorry. Yeah. Who just wanted to go to the ball game. He yeah. Wanted to go to watch the yeah. Yankees. Yeah. And it's like, oh, now it's raining. And it's like, and when, like they said, oh, I'm going to not guilty. And when they're like, why? It's like, because that's what I do. Mm. And even like, um, that George Foskovich, who in turn goes, and he even is going to not guilty himself. He's like, but no, you need to, and it's true, you need to have a reason. You can't just yeah. go not guilty because I want to get out. Yeah. yeah. It's, if yeah. you genuinely believe he's not guilty, then there's a reason. If you think he's guilty, and do you know what? It's fucking, excuse my language. Um, it's very surprising how much I truly love this film. Brilliant. It, it drew you in, didn't it? It really fucking Because I was like you, after about 15 minutes, I'm thinking, this is going to be a boring yeah. shit film. I'm going to make sort of a conscious decision, bearing in mind the debacle that was Mildred Pierce. <laughs> oh, on a scale of one to Mildred Pierce, this is no win. This doesn't even deserve right. the M of Mildred. But what we're going to do, because that was probably something we shouldn't have introduced to you two in particular. No, that's, that's, no never. As I've always said, that's a... A Scott and Charlie movie. Mildred Pierce is something that we could sit and talk about for hours, me and Charlie. For you two guys that are not familiar with film noir, and that is the extreme of film noir, probably a wrong choice. I, I deliberately picked this because it's a classic. It's it's. I, I thought Paul might have seen I've it. always known of it. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, I'd heard the title. Yeah. Well, yeah. You meant. I just didn't know. I didn't know Henry Fonda yeah. was. That Henry, movie. really? I, honestly, yeah, I didn't. Wow. I, I think the book of this would have been really good. Mm. Yeah, um, I could imagine if this was a yeah, one good you'd, novel, you'd, you could get lost in that. Trouble yeah. in putting down. Because yeah. I, I genuinely... It's kind of weird, because like, you would think, uh, like I'm 32 years of age, that I would be raving about a Quentin Tarantino film. Yeah, but, but you know it's this one. This, <laughs> to, to, for a film to grab you and just go, what the fuck? Yeah. And I like, know oh, I want. The, come on, carry on. He's you like, you're egging them on. Well, you yeah. can keep doing it. You yeah. can do it. Fucking keep going. And you're like, what the fuck? And, and that's what yeah. kind of done it for me. I'm like, it's just a bunch of men that genuinely were like, you kill me. Fuck it. Who cares? It's almost Let's like a bit of a an Agatha Christie type who done it thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, in a sense. You're, you're waiting for this final yeah. announcement at the end. Want a beer, Scott? Yes, please, mate. Yeah, no worries. Do, do you know what? If they do ever remake this in a few years to come yeah it'll have women in it yeah no, what I'd like oh to God, see it would I bet it does 12 angry it's women who no, wants that actually no, <laughs> no. no. it's no. called period no. it's called period drama I think they have I think they've done a stage production I think they've done a stage production that is a mixed cast and it's called 12 angry people I can't remember what it's called but because yeah. I would hope if they ever want to change this, which it doesn't need changing, mm. but they'd have more of the trial in, so you see, can see. Would you? Though, would you want me? No, I'd like to see the shit lawyer. The fact that he was as crap as they but presumed then, he was. I, I, I think. Well, the, the fact that you don't see it, I think, is the highlight. I the, think that's what makes it. Is yeah. that? I mean, I get. I would like to. I think if it was a book. Yeah. Then yeah, maybe add some of that. But I think with the film is that because that I think that's the reason why I chose not to pay too much attention was that 
there was nothing to start. It's like, oh, yeah, right. The jury are now acquitted, like, whatever, go away, do it. And I was like, what the fuck? There was no trial. What the fuck? You're going right? totally blind. And you? then You've it's like, no boom, this is what we do. I yeah. think yeah. if there I, was a bit more, which I get, because most films nowadays, and pretty much every film I've ever seen that has a courtroom is that you know what's going on. You know yeah. why they're in court. Yeah. yeah. And it's not, it's kind of difficult because every film since has been that. So it's not like it's a modern twist because this was 60 years ago. Exactly, yeah. And yet they kept with Jesus. a film that is suspenseful that you've gone, fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> what, what the hell? I, I think no one told me this. Yeah. So you get away with doing whatever you want. Yeah. Because no one can say that it's wrong or right because you haven't you're seen only anything going, yeah. before. And yeah. that keeps a viewer glued to it. Mm. You can't predict something. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, sorry. Uh, you can see where it's going to go. Mm. But it's just how it gets this the journey. Yeah. It's, yeah. In short, it's the journey yeah. it takes you on while watching that film. There's no doubt that Henry. Well, I'm kind of very happy you recommended it, Scott, because I, yeah, I really did like that film. I was, it was I'm going to look for it on Blu ray now. Uh, it's on the um, Criterion collection. It's quite expensive, like 20 quid. Um, but there's a lot of extra features on there. They've got the original. Three of them. They've got, they've got the original TV production Ooh. on there. It was lost until about. Eight nine years ago, I noticed there's also on IMDb there's um, there is a TV series they done. Yeah, I saw in the last was 10, ten fifteen years or something. I think. Unless it was a TV play or something. Yeah, it was just possibly. But that's the kind of thing. It, remember, Liam, won't, but um, play for like, today. Play for today, yeah. like early afternoon on the BBC. Yeah. It's the kind of thing they could have done on there, and yeah. and you could make it. Because it was cheap. Because it's one yeah, set. It, it's just mm. you're paying for. 12, 13 actors, including the guy All at the of other side of the door. All these guys here. Henry Fonda oh. is the big name. Ian, and, Eugene Marshall. Uh, do you know what? Bonus, Lee J. Cobb. I, I've seen Henry Fonda probably, I remember watching On Golden Pond when I was a, last a, a lot yeah. younger. Yeah. But other than that, I've not seen him in anything. No. Oh, right. So well, I recognised Henry Fonda's I, I, face. I, I did. But that is what? incredible. Yeah, I, I, Henry Fonda. He is, yeah, he's the grand... No, he's Jane dad. Fonda's dad, Bridget Fonda's granddad. granddad yeah. Peter Fonda's dad. Oh, we've got a Fonda connection because in of, between these yeah, movies. We all like a good Fonda. <laughs> <laughs> but he's brilliant. I loved his performance. So cool, so... Smooth. Yeah. Henry, he was like if you put Frank Sinatra in a film... Did he uh, used to actor, ad- not as a Did he used to advertise cigarettes because yes. he would you be- know, <laughs> didn't you? That he put he flicks the cigarette into his yeah. mouth, gets his zipper and it's like Henry Fonda's a bit like Jimmy Stewart. He was the all American yeah. hero. Yeah. But he made a couple of movies where he was an absolute bastard. And one of them is a Western, which I know you're not a fan of, Paul. But we reviewed it about a year ago, Once Upon a Time in the West. Oh, I've heard which he made about ten yeah. years after this. I've actually seen that. Oh, maybe I've seen something. Honestly, he is an absolute villain in it, and he plays against type. You know, he, he appeared in the westerns in the thirties and the forties. He appeared in a couple of Alfred Hitchcocks. Yeah. The wrong man. I, think. Well, I suppose a smooth person like that yeah. can get away with playing good or bad. You yeah. put someone, and as he wore white or cream suit, yes. black one. Yeah. yeah. So you put someone like that in a white suit and smooth. You're like, he's a good guy. Yeah. Change that suit to a black suit, especially in black and white, and it's like he's a smarmy fuck. See, but he only has to stay well. the same. That's the thing, because E.G. Marshall was there in that suit, all buttoned up all yeah. the way through as well, yeah. wasn't he? And you think, can't trust him, because yeah. he doesn't tie up, and, yeah. the little hexagonal glasses. Yeah, and he's, like, he's, not, he's not 
put off by anything. He's just sitting there prim and yeah, proper. Yeah, he's not sweating. Even when he said, do you not sweat? No, yeah, no do I not don't. sweat. Until he got caught out that yeah. he could be wrong what he's thinking and a bead of sweat drops out. And then he's like... It genuinely... I actually can't... Like, I, I would recommend this film. To anybody and everybody. Yeah, because <laughs> if I go back through the last like few episodes that we've done... Um, I can go through each of the films and say to people, yeah, you know, people might have seen it, people might have heard. But this I'd actually say to people... I know what other one you tell To watch. What? Singing in the Rain would be the other one. Yeah, say. Singing in the Rain. Oh. Um, the two oldest movies we've reviewed recently. When... Um, the ones that you recommend the most. At work, when we've done the um, choir. Mm-hmm. I said to... Because Kat mentioned about me joining because of Deep Voice and having like a baritone or whatever they call mm-hmm. But I said to us, like, if you do Singing in the Rain, I'll do it. <laughs> it won't make him laugh because I was like I would love to do it because then I'd start moving I'd dance and so I think that's the thing I, I, I look at old movies like prior to 1985 when I was born it's like yeah. you know what well, well, prior to colour I, I just see it as like I think it was just always that that is very rare maybe going back to 80 the, there was still films from that era being shown on TV as I was growing up and we didn't have VHS, I still think the first VHS I ever saw in my house was Best of the Best. Mm. And it was on <laughs> one of them ones. No yeah, and it was in, it was a kick, like a kickboxing martial arts. Oh, right. Yeah. Really yeah. fucking cool. Yeah. yeah, Eric Roberts. And it was in like a VHS box that was bigger than normal ones. Like, ones yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, what the fuck is this? And I remember watching it when no one was seeing it because it was so an 18. Paul and I are a little bit older than you. Yeah, 25 years older. Pretty Age. much. <laughs> um, we grew up when there was only like three or four channels. They have three channels. Three channels until I eat two. Yeah, and, and films oh, yeah, were films were constantly put on because you had no Sky movies and yeah, you had yeah. no VHS and stuff like that. So we would get films from the forties, the fifties. Oh, yeah. I've never had Sky, by the way. <laughs> so I've never had to watch anything like that. Anyway. Cable, mm. music box. But, you know, like, we had Telly West for a little while. Yeah, yeah. But you know, back then we had no choice. It was. Whatever's on those three channels, you had to watch. And nine yeah. times out of ten, it would be a bloody movie, and it would be an yeah. old movie. But then that's why I used to like westerns as a kid, because that's all I see on ITV as a kid. See, that's why I was exact reason why I don't like them. Yeah. Because oh, that's, that's all. That was I, th- I think in kind of the same sense is that I always used to watch them. I'm not a fan. I think because it was always Sunday viewing. Yeah. Was it weren't until I was I would say six in 1991, the Star Wars episode four. Yeah, yeah, it was put on TV because that was like twenty years old by yeah. then. So and it was put yeah, put on like daytime TV, and I was like, "What is this? This is fucking amazing! Yeah. Yeah. This so is my old. life." So old, and yeah. and that that for me changed films because it wasn't a western. There was no oh, crime for it. nothing. But, and Star Wars took away the westerns for me on Channel Four all the time. But now on TV, t- <laughs> even on terrestrial TV, you'll get you'll get films that are a year and a half, yeah. two years old. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I sometimes sit down and think, oh, flick through. Bloody hell, this isn't long out of the cinema, yeah. but it's like two years. Yeah. But it's, it's unheard wait, of. We had to wait seven years, didn't we, I think it was, before I, a film was shown. I can't remember, but Grease, the first time that was shown on BBC, yeah. like which must have been mid to late 80s, which is a good 10 years after yeah. it was in the cinemas, and that had huge viewing figures. Yeah. And that's the thing. We any big film you just didn't see it for years. Forty two years for Gone with the Wind to be shown on the BBC. Jesus Christ! I love it Gone was with it was a massive great not seen it. Massive great you know event because oh, the BBC paid, yeah. BBC paid like millions for yeah. the rights. Yeah. 
Jaws was a major TV. Event. See, I oh, remember yeah, watching Jaws. First came on the TV. ITV, yeah. once they got the rights to that, I'm showed so it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but the first yeah. showing of it was a massive yeah, yeah. event, you know, because everybody stayed in that night to yeah. watch it because it yeah. hadn't been seen on the cinema. And I, yeah. I think that's what's kind of missing a bit from films in the sense of... Yeah, you don't get that. You can that. go to the cinema and get an amazing feeling, but then there's none of this... Oh, do you know and and I don't I don't think say like it's, it's not Netflix's fault because what they're doing is absolutely superb, but it's that there's none of that. It's so quick that as I said, when I went to watch Avengers recently, yeah, I pre-ordered it that morning. Yeah, I left. I went to my midnight, left at three in the four in the morning, near enough. Ordered it at half eight in the morning. We don't know when it's coming. And out, but you've yeah. It, yeah. yeah, and I know yeah. I'm going to get that. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if I ever see it again because I know I'm going to. So accessible. And the, it's there. The only company that still leaves you hanging mm -hmm. it's Disney especially with their old films because a lot of their old films like Bambi and Dumbo and that they bring out for about two or three months of the year put them back in the vault and then yeah. they stop selling them yeah and so you always you, done that yeah Spielberg done it with E.T. yeah Spielberg refused what's E.T. E. short for because he thought they were late <laughs> they should arrest you dickheads <laughs> grow up <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, people. Surrounded by divs. But Spielberg took the same sort of decision that Disney did. He said, I'm not going to get this on home video in 18 months' time or whatever. Yeah. I'm going to bring it out in seven years' time and do another cinema. Well, I think that would be, I mean, in, in the same context as such, that I, I, as Paul knows, I buy a lot of trainers from Nike, yeah. Air Jordans. They release a certain amount of pairs yeah. at a certain time. And you might not see them again for a couple of years, a good few years. People fight, people argue, people pay stupid money for it. Yeah. Because they want it then. Yeah. Yeah. You do that with a film now. You turn around and go, for example, Avengers, because it's the biggest selling film this year. You're going to watch it this summer. You now can't see it till 2025. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. The amount of people who are going, mate, I need to go back to the cinema. I need to I need yeah. to fucking film a copy myself. Yeah. I'm going to risk a 250 yeah, grand fine. Yeah, that's what it was like for yeah, us. Just to try and get yeah. it. You think if they hold on to the release of the DVDs and whatever. Yeah. and I'll then lose my shit. And then next summer, release it for another month in the oh, cinema. I'm going to kill you by then. <laughs> maybe even you. I've got a friend. No, no you haven't. <laughs> no, I have. I have a friend. I had a friend, actually. <laughs> you could have done, but you didn't show up. No, I had a friend. There's a cold chair here. There's, it's a massive, great film buff. Same as... And he really hates the fact that films are so accessible. He hates yeah. the fact that you can get things on DVD. I understand he that. He said, because I that really was what do. they were made for. It was made for the big screen. But yeah. why shrink it down to that form? But then, at home now, the small screen is, is not as yeah. Yeah. yeah, And that's exactly it. Is there's films, because we were discussing this about... Um, that's, that's Marshall, I think, I'm there. But I think we was talking about... I'm fucking still doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I think we were talking about Doctor Strange. Yes. And you I, said you didn't go I, to the cinema to I see I unfortunately, it. I, got, I saw it the first time on Blu-ray at home on yeah. a 43-inch screen. But as soon as I was watching it, I was thinking, oh, I would have loved and to have seen it. there are films like that, which is why I would also say, I go to cinema for Star Wars and for Marvel, because they are, as Charlie would say, they're 100 mile an hour. And they are. Yeah. But that's why you need to see them at cinema, because yes. they get you from the second it starts. And, and it is, I mean, for me, I'm a huge music I, I love my music. As, as a kid growing up, I, I did have cassettes and I did have a few vinyl. When it went to CDs, I was like, I, I vowed to never get an iPhone because <laughs> I liked my. I like to buy a CD. I want to hold that. I want to read the 
the leaflet in it. I want to see the album artwork. I want to see if it comes with a free poster. Yeah. Stupidly as fuck, I now have iPhones. I've now got, I've, now, I've had three iPhones with a minimum of 5,000 songs on each, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. And they're not all the same songs. Yeah. And, and my love for music is unreal, but I miss a, that. That was a big thing, albums. Yeah. Album yeah. yeah. I miss having sleeve notes. If you got a poster in, and also who originally the, wrote it, where they got it from, the date folds. Right. The, the yeah. fact of with downloadable music is like you download a playlist, you hear some people's songs, whatever. You you miss the fact of I know people still do it, but not as much. Plan an album, start to finish, and then doing it again yep. and doing it again Turning until you know every song on that album. See, I know you do. Yeah, because that's the lot, good thing. So I, I won't ever go to Spotify, and I won't ever go to. I think I, Apple have got their Apple Music, which is yeah. monthly. It's exactly Spotify, but Apple yeah. version. Yeah. Purely because I believe in paying for yeah. an artist. Yeah, yeah. And, and I will like. Um, I do pay for Spotify. Oh, no, no, I know you do. Um, but it's like, I want to pay the, the album, the whole album, yeah, yeah. even if I don't know. And recently I downloaded this song, um, this album called Obey by um, Bad Wolves, they're called. Purely because I heard that they had covered um, Zombie. Zombie. Oh, right. Um, and they covered it because on January the 15th, they were supposed to do that song with the lead singer of Cranberries. Dolores, yeah. Yeah. But she yeah. died that day. Ooh. So they still done the song and all the money went to yeah. her. And I've heard it, it is, it's good. hauntingly yeah. good. But they're yeah. a heavy metal band. And I was like, you know what? I like the song. I bought their album because mm. they deserved it on that one song. That's what we used to do. Yeah. We used and to buy yeah. the strength of a single. Yeah. You know? I can now sing every single song on that album because I listen to it nonstop. I, yeah. I tap my head then because in case where else I'm going to listen to it in my foot. But <laughs> it is. It's, I have to listen to... my. For me, music is like for you with films. Like you will watch a film until you can turn and go, do you know what? Like when we quizzed you that time before, when we, he was even Oscars. drunk and he'd done it. Yeah. And you knew the year, the actor, yeah. and all I was reading was the year and you still on got everything. For me, that's my music. When uh, Event Sevenfold, when their drummer died, their late album, then album after that, uh, Nightmare, I listened to that. I think it was four months it was in my stereo CD. Yeah. Four months non-stop, again and again and again. Yeah. I know every song. Yeah. I can drum every song as, and closely. Yeah. But that's what I think is missing. Is people can't grab that and go... I'm so glad I've got it now. It ends up being... Uh, I bought Doctor Strange. I went to cinema, see it. Amazing film. Yeah, yeah. I've got I bought it on Blu-ray. Blu-ray. Haven't yeah. taken it out of the cinema. Oh, I've watched it twice on Blu-ray. Because it's I'm just like... fucking amazing. Do you know when you know, I've got it, what does it matter? Yeah. Yeah. I've got it, I can watch it when I want. Yeah. Whereas it used to be, and even for me as a kid, it was like, oh, when is this coming out? I'm oh, not till next July now. I'm like, yeah. next July, that's like a yeah. year and a bit. But Why is it so far? Even then, you could only rent it for the weekend. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, we need to go to Movie yeah. Express. Should we just steal it? The yeah. last film, Movie <laughs> the last film we done that with, the only film, sorry, Movie Express on Luton Road, not there anymore, so fuck you. But we rented out Armageddon on yeah. VHS yeah. and kept it. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you. Because my mum liked the film, my sister liked the film, yeah. I didn't. But it was like, you couldn't get it. You couldn't just go out and buy no, that you'd film. have to wait another year. Or it was a year yeah. before renting. Yeah. A year before buying. Yeah. So people couldn't, and no one could download Armageddon. And it's like, what the fuck? But yeah. now, no kid has that. No. I was speaking to someone the other day that said, oh, I watched Infinity Wars the other day. I'm like, where'd you go? And they're like, oh, no, I downloaded it. It's not very good. Oh, I'm like, yeah, I was going to do Don't fucking download Camera it. Camera version, yeah. It's, it's fine. I get downloading the film once it's out. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. 
and I'm downloading fucking someone sitting in a cinema on their phone filming it. Don't be stupid. I will honestly say that obviously I do download films, but if there's a film that I download that is great, I buy it on Blu-ray. Yes. So it's just a case of like testing it first, and I and I won't download these camera versions because you don't want shitty sound with people getting in the crisp <laughs> packets rustling yeah it, but no, I was the same again going back to music is that I would download a song illegally yeah. one song and go I love and most of the bands I Led Zeppelin for fuck's sake one of my favourite bands ever I downloaded one song illegally and bought every single album they've ever ever done yeah you do yeah. yeah and Metallica was the same Korn was every band I've ever listened to I've gone yeah. I downloaded one back in the day when you used, it was so easy. Now yeah. I don't know what. Are you talking the old Napster days? Yeah. Right? Oh my <laughs> god. Napster. Just after Napster. Napster before it became illegal. Yeah. yeah. Just after yeah, just after Napster mine was because yeah. after last all week. LimeWire. LimeWire was mine. LimeWire. Yeah. LimeWire. Yeah. <laughs> and it was I get like one song because I felt felt fucking bad because I was on AOL and it's like we yeah. can track what you're doing. My mum was like was they could they could arrest us. WinMX. WinMX was another one. Yeah, actually, yeah. But I never used Napster. My friends did. No, it was always too complicated. I'm yeah, I've never got it. <laughs> yeah, Everyone finds what you do. Yeah. yeah. But it is, I think, that's what's missing with films, music, and that is the... Uh, when I was at Blue Easter, H&B, empty. Yeah. You saw maybe 10 people in there. Yeah. But yeah, I, 20 years ago, or 10 years ago, it was full up. Yeah, I, I used to there. work Oxford Street um, near uh, Dominion Theatre, so Tottenham Court Road End. Yeah. And where I worked was between Virgin Megastore and HMV. And that was the three-story one, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And I would be in there almost every lunchtime. They've moved it, haven't they? What? The, the HMV's the H- near Bond Street. Yeah, Virgin Megastore don't exist yeah. anymore. Yeah. HMV has gone up the other end. Yes, yeah, so it used to be a circus. big three-story one. Yeah, that's Christ, right, Primark. Yeah. And how fucking bad is that? And now HMV is right the... by Bond Street. Yeah, because yeah. when we was up there recently, because yeah. I said, that I Primark oh, that we walked yeah. past because they were still finishing it. You've it got Primark huge. that's like cheapest of cheap for <laughs> yeah. everyone that can afford it and massive but, yeah. on Oxford. You can see why, because physical media is yeah. dying. Yeah. yeah. It's dying. And it, it will go. It yeah. will go eventually, no matter how much we like that physical But how long until it. Comes back slightly. Look at I vinyl. Mean, yeah, vinyl's the made a huge comeback come in the last it, it couple of years. And it still is now. The yeah. sales of vinyl have been the highest since I think they said like 80 something. Yeah. yeah. And that's vinyl. So, But they're charging the earth for Yeah, yeah I bought Led Zeppelin 4 for 25 quid. I'm not going to go down that route of rebuying vinyl that I had no. all, yeah. all those years. See, unfortunately, I never, the only vinyl yeah. I ever had was from what, Robin Hood. What you need to do, though, Liam, what you need to do. It's by a record player. <laughs> <laughs> it does help. Yeah. It's I, I, bought all this vinyl. You've got nothing to play on. Right? No, no. I'm glad that he's going to buy an He stands vinyl. there with a toothpick in yeah. his mouth yeah. and, and spins it on his uh, finger. Saying that, I, 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 bought, I bought a couple of CDs before I bought the first CD player. Yeah. Because they mm. reissued Sgt. Pepper, I think, for the 20th anniversary. But that, do you know, a lot of bands have also started redoing cassettes. Blink yeah, 182 done all their albums of success to see and people bought them. No, I don't think they've done any. But they will do. No, yeah, Matt, yeah. <laughs> no, but it is. It's just. Why but that's, that's the thing. What's going to be next? Wax cylinders or something. But that's the thing. How many times <laughs> yeah. is it going to be a point that film start coming out of fucking beating Max again? Oh, God. Well, people real, want yeah, to be unique got... and. Yeah. Well, that's retro. it. Well, they have. Like, the VHS un- has started coming back. Yeah, I can understand it with sound, with the music, because there, it's not so much. Yes. With 
with records, it's more natural. It, it's more as it was recorded, yeah. rather than squeaky clean, no well, background the pops noise, and the whatever. And all that but well. with with video and that, you want to see it as you would see it with your own eyes. Saying that though, I bought a Blu-ray copy of Cannibal Holocaust. Wow, nice. that sounds a good film. Cannibal good Holocaust film. was one of the video nasties. Yeah. So okay. everybody that ever watched Cannibal Holocaust in the eighties watched a third or fourth generation copy. Yeah. Never ever crystal clear, and everybody remembers it being this dark, grimy, mm, bit like we were saying, grimy is Texas Chainsaw yeah, yeah. Massive. Yeah, it's incredible. And Halloween, I, I put on my Blu-ray copy of Cannibal Holocaust. It was pristine thing, and it wasn't the same. Yeah, mm. because it wasn't that video yeah. nasty thing. That's what you need. That's why I yeah. said that. Texas. Yeah. You take it away and you put it into a modern crystal clear. I think, like Paul says, though, is you look at your Marvel stuff now and stuff you want. That like you're living in it, yeah. But when it's something that's a horror, you want crackly noise. It's still yeah. be distant from it. The, a little bit, you want to look at it and go, do you know what? I'm fucking glad I'm not there. Yeah. As, yeah. And I think that's what needs to be kept is that you want the Marvel because they're cinematic yeah. geniuses. They have not yeah. faulted on a film. No, cinematically. <laughs> and I spoke to um, so Joe. Charlie's not here. No, yeah. <laughs> but Joe Son, who's gone off to uni to do films and make it, and he picks on everything. He even said the latest Avengers film cinematically is perfect. I'm not a big fan, but I loved it. And yeah, yeah. and that's yeah. The thing, I think that's the thing you want to see them films that can make you go fuck, but you also want a horror film to be so dirty that you go, you want to be a porn go. I ain't watching it. You want to be? I'm dis- not watching it. Disturbed. It's fucking no. disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fuck you. I'm not watching it. Have arguments because you don't want to watch it. Yeah. That's what <laughs> horror should be. You want it, yeah. me. You want? I would. I would actually like to see if they remade Twelve Angry Men. Do it in black and white. Yes. Yeah. With Nails black and white. Even if you use modern yeah. actors, yeah. do it with that uh, the same, same camera. Same script. The, yeah. Exactly the same film, yeah. the mm-hmm. same um, camera angles, the same cameras. Right. We've got photos of the 12 guys here. Yep. Scott, could you, you, more re- like could you recast anybody looking at some of these guys? Like oh. Have a, have a little look. See if we could think... Who could be... Oh, see, juror number have... three would have been James Gandolfini. Right, hang on. Go, go, I reckon, go with Henry Fonda, first of all. Tom Hanks. Yeah. All-American mm. hero? No? Or do you want to go no. younger? You want to go younger? I think because Tom Hanks is too nice. Henry Fonda was nice. But he yeah. also has that sort of look of a... Where he looks older, he's got that, like a... Mm. Okay. Like maybe like Let's a... Let's start with Henry Fonda. Who, who would we recast? Oh, I mean, Tom Hanks is a good shout. Mm. I mean, if we can chuck some black in there, I'd go Morgan Freeman. But. Well, yeah, let's, let's <laughs> no, do I'll, it. No, I'm not, no. Juror number nine would be my Morgan Freeman. Well, the old boy. Yeah. 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 Uh, juror number, yeah, Henry Fonda. Oh, I think the Tom Hanks. George Clooney? No, I mean, he's got the look. Yeah. But he's a George Clooney shit. You I would have gone for like a Clint Eastwood when he was young. Matthew maybe, McConaughey. Younger, Matthew McConaughey. Mm-hmm. See, slow, like slow talking, sort of can be yeah. smooth and can be a bit nasty. I just think sometimes, and I think it's a good shout because I do like Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. I just think sometimes all I picture in my head is the pauses. Yeah. And, and <laughs> yeah. you're like, oh, fuck you, Matthew, get it out. <laughs> Not you. <laughs> I think Jury 11 could have been played by Willie Thorne. He yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> 12 could have been Robert Scott De Niro. Force. Could have been Scott. He looks like a young Scott Pitts without glasses. Well, juror number 12, yeah. Robert yeah. Webber. 
Actually, has Robert Webber grow older? He's looking like me. Um, yes. Yeah, so no, number one, Kevin Webster out of Coronation Street. He does have Martin that. Martin Yeah. That's what I mean. You've got to think who's about now. But it, it would I'd be say a, tick two is Rick Moranis. All day long. Yeah, Rick Moranis, yeah. <laughs> He's got the voice, the look. He would have been perfect for it. That quite no, shy. Like, oh, to- Toby Jones. Yes, um, I know you mean. Toby Jones. Looks like that, but rounder glasses. Number three, who's the really brash comedian that was in Caddyshack? Dangerfield. Rodney Dangerfield. Dangerfield. He's dead. He's very dead. Yeah, but that would... He, he would be well in that character. See, it, yeah, not we going by looks, but we've got to go by like that. No, but I mean, it, yeah, it's the... Yeah. See, it, by attitude. Oh, by attitude. And yeah, because, I mean, I'm kind of looking at it based on yeah, voice and... But look at the way they reacted to the, how that things were presented and things like I that. I think Dura 11 would have been... Oh, I can't think he's fucking... He was in Doctor Strange. He's Austrian. Um, he's also... A, a, he's done a bit of comic work before as well. Oh... You would know the only Austrian I know is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Sorry, and Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> I need to <laughs> like a great juror. <laughs> That's juror. Looks to me a bit like René out of Hello, Hello. Hello, Hello. Daniel Brawl. I, I don't know. One that was in the James Hunt thing played Nicky Lauder. Pardon? Oh no, Daniel Brawl. He was in the Glorious Bastards. He's Austrian. German. I'm trying to wonder now. I think. Um, do you know how many people? Well, there's two people in fucking Doctor Strange called Benedict. Benedict mm-hmm. Cumberbatch and the Chinese guy that played opposite him? Wong. Benedict Wong. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was right, but he was wrong. I think it's Michael Stuhlbarg. Okay. Mm-hmm. Take your I think word. I might be. No, no, that was wrong. Sorry. Scrap that from the books. <laughs> I can't find his name. Yes, I can. Mads Mikkelsen. Oh, Mads Mikkelsen. I love Mads Mikkelsen. Because I think he would play, because the foreign sort of part and that, he, he's well-spoken. He's yeah. got good manners. And I think, I mean, he even does the Carlsberg game, but it's fucking brilliant. Really, I mean, it was Hannibal, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, Mads Mikkelsen's a good shot, actually. Chuck Samuel Jackson in there, somewhere for God's sake. You know, just <laughs> Samuel Jackson would have been during number seven. Wanting to go to the ball game, Jack getting Morgan, pissed off yeah. with things going on, just like, <laughs> motherfucker, get your shit done, nigga, we need to be out. That's what I mean, if you had the dream cast, we could, we could totally recast this, couldn't we? Yeah. So, in conclusion, guys, 12 Angry Men, I think, is a massive thumbs up 12 Angry Men. Yeah, I <laughs> absolutely loved it. Yeah, I really did, really did love yeah. this film. Um... I will make a conceited effort now, a conceited effort, a concerted effort to try and find a classic, because I like the classic movies and I like mm. you guys to try and discover them. So I'm not going to go too off off piste, as it were, you know. Let's find something that you guys can actually appreciate like this. I think that's the thing. Films from this age need to be gripping. Yeah. Not mysterious. Or For me, yeah. Yeah. it's like, uh, because of Mildred Pierce, that I, I get what wherever that was going or what it was supposed to. But it wasn't like, for you though, was it? That's the thing. It, it just wasn't. it wasn't as mysterious as it kind of wanted to be. And I'm like, just get, just yeah. get to it. 
and you, I think you guys lost interest in it very quickly. So, just to, like to be honest, if you look back on Mildred Pierce, it could have been a 30-minute, 45-minute yeah. type story. Yeah, I do like, story. I mean, To Kill a Mockingbird, I absolutely that love that film. That was the other one I was going to choose. I, I love that, that film. I, I genuinely love that film, To Kill a Mockingbird. I think it's brilliant. I would watch it again and again. Same as um, Casablanca and Gone with the Wind, I'd watch yeah. them. But I, I think because they were so raved about when I was younger that I watched them as an adult yeah. and gone... Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah, I like these films. Yeah. But then there is some that I'm just, I, I will, I, no matter what, maybe I'm just like, it's just we've not got, me. We've got some massive, massive films that we haven't covered yet. We're yeah. rapidly approaching episode 100 and we still haven't done Citizen Kane, Gone with the Wind, Vertigo, you know, some of the yeah. three of yeah. the biggest movies. And it's about time we did, so perhaps we will at some point, yeah. very, very soon. Um, <laughs> I was I was in two minds as to whether you guys would enjoy it. I, I thought Paul would. I thought Paul yeah. would probably, but Liam, I wasn't too sure if you, you'd actually be on board with it. But obviously you are because I'm scum, obviously. No, no, no. It's just fuck you. No, it's because you're no, younger. Just yeah, yeah it's, it's just part of the jewelry. You're, you're the baby. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't be a part of the jewelry. <laughs> huh? Well, mate, I could sell you some jewelry. <laughs> Did you ever want to buy some jewellery during the war? Jewellery. Jewellery. Jewellery, get the L with Jewellery. You want to buy some jewellery, some jewellery for the jewellery that you want? <laughs> so that's 12 Angry Men. We'll take a break and we'll be back with what we're watching next time. And now, preview time. When it comes to entertainment, you can't beat a good film. So let's take a look at what's coming your way. Okay, Liam, Paul, next time. It's episode 99. Getting closer. <laughs> Hopefully, Charlie will be here. Yeah, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put money on it anymore. <laughs> We're also expecting a guest as well, Tony my co-host from the Real Britannia podcast. And we're going to be reviewing, I think it's from 1969, it's the original version of The Italian Job. Now, Liam. Yes, Scott. Not looking forward to it, I understand. I've watched, I, I'm fine with watching it again, because I have to. But when did you last see it? Fucking years ago. How old were you? What point? I've been many different ages. When you saw the film. Oh, okay. Um... <laughs> Probably you need to be to the point, Scott. Really, it's where you're fading in this. <laughs> you such a stupid question. Um, I think I, I'd probably say not even a teenager, eleven, twelve, maybe. I think you need. It's to been see a good it twenty again. years. I think you need I'm, to see it again. Need to see it as an adult. I yeah. think so. I think I think you have got this anti sort of feeling against people that like the movie and only quote the blow the bloody doors off quote and all that yeah. sort of shit, haven't you? Is that the? I think. I saw the remake as well, which was oh, wack. So, no. Yeah, that's no, nowhere no, near no. the original. And, and it was, I think it was one of them, it's much like, again, oh, Beatles and Stones, that. it's like people talk about it, yeah. I would then not like it. Yeah. Because people right. that go too much about something, yeah. Yeah. if it's can't be that fucking yeah. great, if it's, yeah. that, if it's that great to so many, to me, then it won't be, and I'll end up not liking it. Okay. And that's how I grew up, but, I mean, I'll, I'll watch it again, I'll, I'll buy it, just to see. Yeah. And, and I might end up enjoying it. I genuinely don't know. I, I, I don't. I think it's very know. rare. I've gone into films, going. I bet I hate it. Yeah. It's normally films have gone. I don't like the sound of it. 
and then enjoy it or I'm like oh it wasn't as bad as I thought I think you'll take something away from it there's a lot to it isn't it it's not just Michael Caine yeah, and it, Michael Caine it's, it's, it's not just straight into a heist it's that there's a lot of builder. Benny Hill yeah. was in it for God's sake yeah. and lots of other people that Noel Coward you know mm. yeah it, it's um, it's quite a a varied film because obviously it's, there's bits in England there's bits in Italy yeah. and it's music by Quincy Jones Soundtrack. Um, oh, Quincy. He must have only just been starting off then. Yeah, you know, it's, th- there's a lot to it, and if you don't like it, that's fine because that's the whole point of the podcast. Yeah, We're yeah. not going to like yeah. every movie, um, but I wanted to pick a British movie because Tony's coming over, and it's going to be you know sort of a real Britannia stinking pause crossover. Oh, so Tony ruined it. Brilliant. Yes, it's Tony's <laughs> fault. If you don't like it, we can blame Tony and throw him out the window. Um, and then we've got episode one hundred. Dun, dun, dun. Which is going to coincide, if it all goes to plan, with our fifth anniversary. If someone gets their finger if on, I start on the editing, editing. Yeah, by the, by the time you hear this episode, I should have actually got this sorted out. That's a film, that's why I got a drum roll. Dig us a drum roll. The film is... We've already announced it anyway a couple of episodes ago. It's The Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> the only reason we do The Shawshank Redemption, apart from the fact that we love the movie... At the moment, it stands at number one on the IMDb Top 250, which isn't a great indicator of great movies, as we've said a thousand times before. But we just wanted a nice, easy movie that we could all possibly not disagree about in some yeah. way. You can't not. There's two I'd love to know if anybody people. don't like the film, actually. Yeah. There's two types of like people. You like Shawshank Redemption or you're wrong. Or yeah. you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'll happily agree with that. So that's a nice, easy one to talk about. We'll probably have a little yeah. bit of chat about the past five years and highs and lows and darkness falls and Mildred Pierce. Mildred Pierce. <laughs> stop mentioning Space Jam. <laughs> I wasn't here for that. That was your that was your introduction to the podcast. And you came on specifically to defend Space Jam. Defend it, oh, fuck. And, and why uh, America Werewolf was filmed at Tottenham Court Road. Tottenham Court Road as well. There's Why did they do it at Tottenham Court I don't know. There's no. lots of you should look into that. I think I you should. should know that. <laughs> and while you're looking at it, try and give me some like crystal like sugar puffs because you know how much I like fucking sugar puffs. <laughs> I can't remember that one. That was popcorn. You had a bowl thing. of, yeah, crisp or something. And Paul went, try them. I was like, I don't want them. Try yeah. them, they're like sugar puffs. I went, I don't like sugar puffs. <laughs> oh, okay. Try them. Oh, we're doing this, are we? This was the same night, wasn't oh, it? Oh, it was the same night of the repetitive <laughs> fucking strain injury at Tottenham Court Road. <laughs> very, 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 very drunk. To the point that I called the office when I went to Tottenham, I went, can you call Paul? <laughs> it was like that. <clears throat> Do you know why they use Tottenham Court? Yes, Paul. Yes. What was the 17 one? times? The longest, the longest, the longest, longest escalator. escalator. Yeah. yeah. So the dramatic effect. Which yeah. It's a good point. Well, there'll be more memories like this in episode 100, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, if you want to join us. <laughs> Real riveting conversation. Liam Paul. That'd be a good one. Thank you, guys. No, thank Brilliant. you. Lovely, thank you. It's been a blast. See you for episode 99. Peace. See you there. The management of this theatre suggests that for the greater entertainment of your friends who have not yet seen the picture, you will not divulge to anyone the secret of the ending. Jamboree is worse than two cats on a fence. You dudes get lost now, you hear? Good night, ladies. Good night, sir. When you fell down.
thinking well, That's what I told the man said Don't wear a frown Try positive thinking Laugh at your troubles instead You've got to look On the bright side On hope so much Defense With your confidence sinking Positive thinking Helps you on the way my friend When things look black Try Positive thinking, treat every season as spring. No glancing back, try. Positive thinking, trust what tomorrow may bring. This crazy world that we live in will keep on spinning round. But with good, strong, positive thinking, we'll get together and life won't let us down. Shut up. Oh, shut up. We enjoy it.